Welcome to Mindset Reset Radio. I'm your host, Jess, and I'm on a mission to help female entrepreneurs like you get intentional in life and business. So if you're feeling stuck, you're looking for inspiration, or you just want to be reminded that you're not alone on this crazy entrepreneurial journey, you've landed in the right place. You can join our community of intention getters on Instagram at Jessica Thiefels, that's me, and you can learn more about how I can support you in business and mindset at jessicathiefels.com. Finally, if you love what you hear, please don't forget to rate and review the podcast. I'll be forever grateful. Now, sit back, grab a journal, and get ready to start living with intention. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Mindset Reset Radio. I am here today with Kayla O'Connor. She grew up as a competitive dancer, music performer, and an Aries with music teachers for parents. So it might be hard to believe that she spent her 20s battling her new identity as a lesbian, eight years of work-related panic attacks and a PR career and crippling anxiety from an on-again, off-again abusive relationship. Now, Kayla wears the scars of her life experiences with pride and is on a mission to disrupt societal and corporate norms by sharing her story and embodying her energetic alignment to inspire and expand the perspective of what's possible for others. I feel like my mission is like literally the same as yours. (laughs) So excited to have you here. I'm equally so excited. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Before we jump into what I imagine is going to be like you and I just totally nerding out on (laughs) screwing the status quo and getting into alignment. Um, Tell us a little more about who you are and your story and what you do. Yeah, it's funny. As you were reading, um, not a lot of podcast um, interviewers start from the beginning of competitive Mm -hmm. dance. They kind of skip to the business. And it's so funny, 15 minutes before hopping on this interview, I posted a photo of me smiling really big. And I was like, I feel like the last time I smiled this big, I was six years old posing for a competitive dance photo. And as I was reflecting, it's like, as a projector, we see things and we're so innately wise and empathic. And I was born that way. And I expressed that way until we grow up older and we are all of a sudden being told what is right, what is wrong, what's the path, what our identity is supposed to be, what culture, cultural norms say we have to be. I grew up in, in the Midwest. And so that really did lead to either like codependency or low worth, which then really, I don't want to say manifested, but I, I do think that there are life lessons that I had to go through to seek the healing and the rebirth and the awakening to bring me back to who I really was when I was born. And that's through panic attacks, working at businesses where I didn't feel seen or, or worthy or valued, um, a sense of worthiness, like panic attacks, (laughs) like, um, body was like, get out, get out, get out. And it took, you know, EMDR and eight years of doing that working in the field of public relations, And then also, you know, multiple abusive relationships with women only, which is really interesting because um, I do think when I I was a late bloomer as a lesbian, late bloomer in quotes, um, or so I felt like it, I was 21. I didn't play a sport in hockey. And actually, funny enough, my wife now was a D1 hockey player at my college and she was my first girl. (laughs) And then we reconnected 10 years later to um, get married. 
And, you know, in between that, in the 2012, 2013 era of that time, if you weren't a part of an athletic college team, you felt very isolated from Hmm. the lesbian community. So I sought relationships that allowed me to meet people and to be seen. Um, You know, I even have like an equality tattoo on my arm when I would go to a gay bar, be like, hey guys, I might look (laughs) more femme, but I'm gay. (laughs) And I think there's all this like really common theme that plays into all areas. Um, You know, fast forward to when I was 21, I broke up with um, my abusive relationship, moved to LA. And that's where I had my last corporate PR job that really was just kind of like a turning point of, I thought it was my dream job, had chronic anxiety again. I told my mom three months into it, I'd rather be homeless on the street than like go to this job. So I found human design 24 hours prior to me walking into that office and just quitting my job. Um, And 24 hours after I quit my job, I had my first projector invite for a freelance gig out of nowhere from an an acquaintance that had all, it was the retainer amount that would pay all my bills. Um, Regardless, I drained my entire 401k just to be prepared, but it was my first like, okay, I now see the reward for standing in your worth. And that's, that's truly where it kind of all started. (laughs) I love that. I actually have a similar, somewhat similar story. I'll share briefly. I don't have to go into all the details, but I was working at um, an education startup. What year was this? This was probably like 2015 and maybe, yeah, about 2015. Um, But they lost a lot of their investment money. And so they had to let pretty much the whole team go. And we were really tight. It was only like a group of 12 of us. And I I had to leave that job. I stayed on part-time because I was the only person doing their marketing and they needed someone to keep doing it. So I stayed on part-time, but I needed something else. And I got this other job. And like literally four days into this new job, like I felt awful. It was like I had gone through a breakup and I wasn't the one doing the breaking up. And so I was like, totally. I was like sitting in this marketing meeting being like, I have nothing to give. Like I, I don't yeah. desire. And so I came home. The first week of being in the job, I came home to my husband. It must have been, I must have worked there for a week. And so the following Tuesday, and I said to my husband, I can't do this anymore. I'm I'm crying every way, every day on my way home. I feel so drained. I just can't do it. And I'd only been at this job for a week. And he was like, your spleen, your spleen was like, get out. Get out. Yeah. And so he was, he was like, as any normal person, we shared finances. He was like, well, you kind of need a job before you leave this one. And I was like, I'm going to try to find something. But even if I don't have something by Friday, this is Tuesday. This was Tuesday. By Friday, I'm, I have to leave. I just have to. I know I can't be here. And this was probably one of the first times in my life too, where I had had this like really, really clear, strong intuition, like this needs to happen. And he was like, okay, So the next day I got an email from someone who had found my resume on Indeed and they were looking for someone to work remote. So I didn't have to go into an office. This would be my first time working remote, working remote, doing like one little thing versus all the marketing, like one piece of marketing, which for me at the time was like, I just couldn't, I had been running an entire marketing department at my other job. So like I wanted to just do one little thing and I could completely make my own hours. Mm. We, he emailed me on a Wednesday. We interviewed on a Thursday. 
And by Friday morning, I had had the job. Whew, girl. Like, exactly like you said, when you stand in what you know and yeah. do, even if it seems crazy and wild. And if I had done, had that same experience 10 times over, who knows if I would have gotten that email and I would have gotten that job. But I, it literally happened exactly like that. And so proof, proof is in the pudding. Yeah. And it's those, it's the proof that creates a muscle, Mm. a trust muscle, and it strengthens the trust muscle. And you're able to walk and move with it without any fear or discussions or any outside noise. But without that first example, we don't have the perception or the perspective expanded to be able to see proof of what's possible. Yeah. And to have the courage to do the thing that might seem crazy or weird or stupid. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll like, I'll literally be to Ben, my husband, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to run out to the store or something. But as I'm like putting on my shoes, it just like, doesn't feel right. It's like the silliest thing, but I'm like, I don't actually think I want to go. So I'm like, I'm actually not going to go to the store now. And like, that's just a simple example. You are so tapped into your spleen. Like (laughs) I'm also splenic authority and exactly what you just said. It's a soft whisper. It doesn't make sense. And it's instinctual. Mm. So it's something as simple as apply that same example to you going, walking down the street with your husband and wanting to go into this restaurant Mm -hmm. to have dinner. You could walk in there and the vibe feels off. Something feels weird. You leave the restaurant you could have maybe had food poisoning that night totally. if you would have eaten there. So it's like, you're already listening to it. And it's just, mm-hmm. I love that. Like you recognize that it could be perceived that way, but you just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Not anymore. At least I'm sure I did at some point, but I've just gone, gone far past that. I think I trust myself enough at this point And like, yeah done like you a lot of healing and a lot, a lot of work around my self-worth and, and yeah, and, and self-trust that I feel like I sort of, I just, I'm like, this is just is, this is just how life is. But yeah. for a lot of people listening, that might not be the case. They might sort of still be stuck in sort of what I want to talk about, which is this shift from industry standards. We could even just say like status quo mm-hmm. into energetic alignment, which is sort of what you and I are talking about being in that space. So yeah, talk to me a little bit about like what keeps us stuck following industry standards or sort of living in the status quo? Yeah. I, uh, you know, the majority of the population are generators. Mm. So it's funny. (laughs) The status quo is likely just an aligned generator sharing what they're doing. And the majority being the voice that is louder than others going against Mm. it. Interesting. So it, it's the status quo for a group of aligned humans, right? The status quo. Um, But what I really anchor in, in terms of um, our energy and how we go against it, or not necessarily go against it, but find our status quo is, um, you know, it's always important with marketing, knowing who you want to serve, what they need, why they need it but how you do it is your internal job. Everyone can do, when I found out I was a projector and I'm still in public relations, I run a PR agency. I had that moment of like, oh shit, like I, I'm not supposed to be in PR. I'm not supposed to pitch editors. Like that's a manifestor's job. Mm. And I certainly don't have the energy to do so. 
but I have found a way to successfully be a PR professional in my own projector, energetic aligned way. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that might look different than a manifestor or a generator that's responding and doing it's really being energetically aligned. Like something as might sound crazy to the outside, if I'm drained, I will literally go take a nap and I come back to my inbox. And because I revived my energy an editor reached out to me, Mm -hmm. it's like, I get invites by taking a bath in the, in the middle of the afternoon. That's my way did that yesterday. Yeah. That's, (laughs) that's my way of doing it. And it's not supposed to make sense. Who cares how you got to the destination? Right. Um, And it's not supposed to, you know, a map has so many different ways to get to one spot. Mm -hmm. So that's how I look at it in terms of, um, and and just like marketing strategies to do is how, you know, what to do is all the things. Like, I think there's, obviously things, industry knowledge that you should know. Like if you're in SEO, you need to know what Google prioritizes. Your energetic alignment can't bust through the Google algorithm, Yeah, (laughs) but how you do it and how you service the brand and the energy you bring to the work, that is where I really hone in on human design and energy. I love that. And I think it's, I think you make a really important point that I think sort of step one in this is figuring out like, okay, where do I take guidance from the outside? Where do I look to this expert or that expert to make sure that I'm following best practice and best practices in my industry or best serving my clients? Mm -hmm. But then where do I break away? And rather than like basically avoid getting caught up in that space of like, oh, this influencer is doing that or this person is doing that. So I should do that. You know, like figuring out where that split happens so that you can have the two. You're not self-same. That I find is the best place to start Mm -hmm. because we all know what doesn't feel good. We all pay attention to what doesn't feel good. And I would say, as I started my business camo almost two years ago, my not self theme of feeling bitter. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can embody bitter, like embody it. Like that is where I, it, it pulls my attention in. I can't ignore it. And that's where I need to honor that feeling. And I get curious of, okay, what does this mean? Did I do something out of alignment? Is this client unaligned partnership? Do I need to outsource and hire? It's that feeling of bitter or you're not self-theme to me is the best place to start. Mm -hmm. Explain to listeners a little bit more. So your not self-theme is on your human design chart, which you can, do you recommend people go to the Jovian chart or whatever it is? What I've been using, there's, there's a, there's a few really trusted resources. Um, Erin Claire Jones, I know you've had a conversation Hmm. with her. Love her. her. If if you have a one in your profile, go to her and get your Hmm. transcript because she will give you all the information. You can just read it and love it and all things. Um, Jenna Zoe has an amazing app called Mm -hmm. my human design. I use that a ton. It's you, it's kind of like a co-star you plug in your information and she either has um, descriptions written out or an audio description of each. Um, and she just has a really great way of articulating what each thing, each thing means for your chart and you can add friends and all the things. Um, so that would be where I would start. And to kind of explain the not self theme a little bit, was that what you're alluding to? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Perfect. So 
it's basically your body's way of signaling that you're going the wrong direction. Mm. You're not doing things right. And that could mean forcing. Like I get bitter when I try to, we can't play God. Like I can't like control when something's going to happen in terms of timing, the universe's timing. So even if I do something in a aligned way, it might not be the right timing. So the bitterness, it kind of like just says you're going the wrong way. You're trying too hard. You're forcing things. Um, and that is where you can then get curious and find, okay, what is, what's a, a way that I could do it where I feel better. Maybe it's not doing it at all. Um, I employ a lot of people at my business because I need to outsource. Mm-hmm. You know, my wife's like, oh, your percentage of expenses, Kayla. And I was like, <laughs> just trust it, babe. Just trust it. It's going to, it's going to work. <laughs> but I feel good in my business because I do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so did that make sense? Yeah, totally. And give me, so you were saying bitterness, that's mine as well. Um, give me an example. Can you give us an example of one other not self theme? Yep. Frustrated is generators and manifesting generators. Angry is manifestors and disappointment are reflectors. Mm. So typically if you're talking to one, um, or the other, they can, like, I can embody bitter way more than frustration or anger or disappointed. It's Mm -hmm. like a weird, like soul connection to that specific feeling in their body. Um, and maybe they didn't even have awareness that that was a consistent feeling that they were feeling, but again, like feelings aren't wrong. They're, they're just here to help show us and educate us and guide us. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I can think of when I learned that that was my not self theme and what it meant. I was like, oh my God, so much makes sense. (laughs) All of these things. Like I've felt that a lot in personal relationships with friends and a bit with clients. And I can even now tell like in an initial call with a potential client, like I like pay really close attention to that, to that sensation and see if that if I can even like forecast that coming up, um, totally experience it so much. Do you, do you know your husband's human design? He is almost exactly mine. Like, wow. Another projector. We are almost identical. My wife's also a projector, splenic projector. Um, but she's very open, only the root and spleen. Mm -hmm. So she kind of acts like a reflector. So I, I have to be very aware of the words and the, and the thoughts and the, you know, um, the mindset that I have, but a, a thing with projectors in business or relationships. And since you're married to one, I I'm kind of feeling called to share this is invisible expectations. I work, I have this all the time. I think it will be a forever thing that I need to remind myself of as projectors. We forget that we see so well, we see things so differently and so expansive. And we oftentimes just assume others see things the way that we see Mm -hmm. them. So the invisible expectations will be like, well, babe, how didn't you know that I wanted you to take the trash out? How didn't you know that I wanted this? How didn't you blah, 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 blah. And so it's reminding ourselves that we need to inform and over communicate our needs and our intention and our desire in in all areas of life. literally our life all the time. I'm like, yeah. why aren't you, what, what am I like? How can I get you to understand? This? He's like, you barely <laughs> even explained anything. I'm like, but you should get it. And he's like, yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. That's a constant issue. So I, I love that point. I wonder, I'll have to look more. I just remember when I pulled his chart, when I initially did mine, it was like 
like side by side, almost exact. So I wonder cool. if he's more open than I am. I'll have to, I'll have to relook at it. So Very cool. interesting. we've also been together for 17 years. So wow. there's a something I'm like, Hmm, maybe this is part of why we've been together for so long. We work so well together. Soul connection for sure. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, okay. We're talking about like more finding that energetic energetic alignment in your business and talk to me a little bit about, um, like why this is important. Like why, why go against, not go against, but follow your own quo rather than just following the status quo. Yeah. I, you know, human design, it's all around like how we are meant to use our energy, attract the things that we want, interact with others And everything and everyone is made up of energy. Energy speaks before we do. And so I think we spend the majority of our time in life in business. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I just, it's such an important part in order to feel good and to feel your signature theme, which in human design shows you that you're doing something right. You're doing it right. So for projectors, it's success. Mm. It's we're all, we're all here to want to feel happy, to want to find flow and ease, whatever you're searching for. And this, this chart that you have your blueprint is what guides you and shows you how to do it. And so I mean, I spent 10 years miserable with high anxiety. It's, it's our, our body, we're going to be running up against a wall in areas of our lives. And don't get me wrong. A lot of people naturally operate this way without even having awareness of human design. So it's totally a tool. Like if human design finds you, it's finding you for a purpose. It's not forcing something on you, you know? Um, so in my mind, if human design finds you, it's meant to help be a guide, an applicable, tangible guide to show you how to have the most successful, easy flowing life or career that you, that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like, I say this often, it's like, what are we doing it for? If it doesn't feel good. Like when I, when I work with my clients or on marketing, one of the first things I ask them is what do you, my coaching clients, they say, what do you enjoy doing? Because mm-hmm. like, we don't need to do things that we don't, there are a lot of marketing opportunities. So we can probably find the ones that feel good for you and mm-hmm. focus on that. Find the ones that really leverage your, leverage your strengths and focus on that rather than trying to force X, Y, and Z because you think you should be doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many, like I make almost every single decision for my team and clients and running the business based off of mine and their human design chart. There's so many small details that are so immediately applicable. I'm happy to go into some of them. Yeah, I was going to say, let's, let's share some of that. I'm curious. Okay. So starting with, I'll just kind of flow with yours, starting with the arrows, the top left arrow shows me that you have a more structured, active energy around schedule. So if I was working with you, I would be really mindful that you probably like to have a consistent work schedule, maybe close the computer at 3 PM on every single day, or you have calls on this day and your podcast interviews on this day, whereas my arrows facing right, it's more fluid. So I like to have spaciousness. I do not like to be placed in a um, scheduled box. 
so to say. Um, For the bottom left arrow, it's facing right. That's environment. So you're passive with environment. So you probably move around the house. You can probably Mm -hmm. go to a coffee shop one day. Like you love nuance and flexibility in terms of where you are in work. So if I was working with you, I, I would be mindful that it's not um, realistic or aligned for you to be at one office, one desk every single day, Monday through Friday. It would be aligned to, um, you know, set the expectation that you're available on Slack for communication between 10 and two every day, mm-hmm. but you'll be wherever you want to be between, you know, signing in. Um, looking at your centers, you have a defined root, which is um, the root chakra. I love a defined root. The majority of my team has a defined root. And to me, it's totally reframed procrastination. We love the pressure of a deadline. Mm. If I were to work with you, I have to give you a deadline for things to be done. Um, (laughs) And it's better that way. I I will not expect to give you a project and have it be like 20% done a week in advance, 40% done four days in advance. You will have awareness over how much time you need to get it done. And you will literally do it that amount of time leading up to when it's a deadline. And that's serving you because you're more efficient. You're not outputting your energy. You know, something that could take you two hours with pressure might take you six hours total if you're kind of pacing around. So with you and your husband, if you both have defined centers, I get this question a lot of like, how do you and your wife get anything done around the house? Mm -hmm deadlines, like don't put any pressure around like needing to do something or schedule something or book a flight until you really, really have to, or until your spleen's like, let's check the airline prices. Mm -hmm. Like don't, don't force or do anything because you should. Right. Yep. Um, and then for having a defined Ajna, which is the head center in the throat, you, you have consistent access to your own tone of voice, your own thoughts, your own thinking. It would be really unaligned. And I felt this painfully in my career for you to like ghost write an article on behalf of someone else's tone of voice. That mm. wouldn't make sense. If you were on my team and servicing clients, it's so important for you to pitch editors in your own tone of voice, even if it's totally different than how I pitch editors, or you're going to run client calls in your fat, like your way of doing mm-hmm. it. Um, so anything that is colored in are your strengths. Anything that is white is where you gain wisdom. Mm-hmm. So when you, this is really beautiful for coaching. Um, and I feel this too, is working with individuals, having our heart center, which is worthiness, our sacral, which is desire and our solar plexus, which is emotions, having those open, we feel and understand our clients more so than ourselves. Hmm. So we can be on a call and like see their worthiness so clearly. We can be on a call and see their desires so clearly (laughs) and, and feel how they feel. And so that's, those are really, really powerful emotions to anchor in and, and serve others. I love that. So cool. And for everyone, she's reading off of my, my human design chart, which is she was sharing earlier where you can find yours. And I think the, the fun part about human design is how different it all is. I feel like it makes it challenging on a podcast. Cause I know when I'm listening, I just want to know about myself, Totally. Um, but there's so much great information online for you to dig into your human design chart. And I think something that's coming up 
a lot with you that I think is helpful for listeners to think about is how this affects who you work with and how we can like much better understand the people we work with or even our partners in a way that makes their experience better as well. And then in, in our turn, our experience and maybe our output or whatever. And so I think it it's an interesting idea to think about like building some time into your schedule to maybe look at the chart of like your business partner or someone who you work really closely with and tr- sort of get like an understanding if, if they were to do that, what would you recommend being like the top things, like maybe the top three things to really understand in looking at the chart? Yeah. For anyone new to human designer wanting to know someone else, energy, authority, and strategy. If, if you master those three or understand those three, you will likely be good. Like you're good. <laughs> I got into some really specific granular mm-hmm. things that are applied to very specific things. Um, but I'll give you an example. Like my team at Camo, I have um, two generators, a manifesting generator. I'm a projector and I just hired a manifester. Now the manifester addition to the team was very expansive for me because I'm training her, I'm mentoring her, but I also know how big her aura is. Like manifestors, Mm -hmm. they don't need anyone or anyone or anything else to start. They are the initiators. They are um, the inventors of the ideas. And so I was talking to my coach. I was like, how as a projector do I be a boss to a manifestor? (laughs) (laughs) And it was really interesting to learn the concept of informing. So that is their um, kind of their strategy. We each have a strategy and that's how we wait or react to things. So projectors, it's, we have to wait for invites, generators, manifesting generators, it's wait to respond. Mm. And so for manifestors, um, it's, it's the initiate, but from an informing place when it's collaborative. So how that works is when I'm giving her a project, I need to give her all and every information and even anticipate any questions that she might have right at the beginning, because manifestors, they don't want to have to come back and ask questions. Mm. You give them an assignment and they go, they go from zero to 100 of completion. And so learning that giving informing, over-informing everything that they need to know for this project to then not need anyone else. That is an example of like me being so aware of her type. Whereas Hannah, who is a generator, she's, she's like my partner and go-to person um, at KMO. She, as a generator, she likes the back and forth. She likes to respond mm-hmm. to something. So if it's a new project, I'll give her a template that she can respond to. She can start doing it and then come back and ask me a question that she will then respond to the answer. It's more of a back and forth um, ping pong table type of situation. Um, so those are very different approaches, but mm-hmm. very, it, it creates a happy flow. It just feels right. easy. Right. Yeah. I, I love that. I love that so much. And as we sort of wrap up a little bit here, would there be any other piece of the chart or just thinking about energetic alignment that you would want listeners to sort of take note of how they could bring it into their business or, or leverage it to create a happier, more, you know, aligned experience. Yeah. I, uh, 
I'm happy I didn't lose this when you prepped me before we start recording. <laughs> I recently heard that the universe does not compartmentalize energetic alignment. So mm-hmm. it's relieving the pressure of if you want to manifest, attract, feel successful in your business or be aligned in your business, you can do so by being aligned at the grocery store. Like you mm. just being aligned everywhere and everything you do every day, just be aligned, right? Like projectors just rest. You don't have to rest on a work day, just rest when you want to rest. Generators just do something that sparks joy. You could, I think it's relieving the pressure of you have to be aligned while doing business for it to affect business just be aligned and it will affect all areas of your, of your life in, in the most magical way. And when you say be aligned, you mean do what feels good when it feels good? Like when I say, that's a good question. When I say be aligned, I think it's really referencing back to your energy type, mm-hmm. how you're supposed to output your energy, um, your strategy, how you're supposed to attract things and then your authority, how you're supposed to then have the green light for what, what's aligned. And a lot of the times, again, if that feels overwhelming to any listeners, look up your not self theme. Mm. Do things that don't make you feel bitter. Do things mm-hmm. that don't make you feel frustrated. Do things that I always circle back to the not self theme because it's the, I think it's the most digestible way to just start. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's so much learning human design. I am such a newbie still, (laughs) and I'm always trying to learn more, but I think it's such a great, I feel like a lot of times when we talk about energy and alignment, it can feel so ethereal and like intangible. And I love how human design makes it feel tangible. And Listeners, if you've never looked up your chart, look it up and then just like start Googling or use the app that um, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Use the app she was talking about, because I swear you're going to hear it and you're going to be like, oh, my God, this makes so much sense. And then it feels like it gives you permission to then start being the way that you already wanted to be. But you were questioning all along or you thought was weird or whatever. Yeah, 100%. My my favorite example of what you just said is me being a splenic authority with the gate of shock as my sun gate. And think of like a sun gate as like your sun sign in astrology. It's just your most prominent characteristic. The gate of shock, I'm literally supposed to shock people. Mm. And my coach was like, you should observe animals and instinctually move as quickly and instinctual as animals and how you move will shock people. Mm. And I've, I've I've always been told to give it the 24 hour rule. And then I get stuck in my logical looping brain. And so a perfect example of how, what I was told was wrong is actually my strongest gift. Interesting. So interesting. What's my, what's my sun gate. So your sun gate, and I actually looked this up. It's gate 31 and it's the gate. I think it's the gate of, um, the influence, the gate of influence, but it comes from your throat and so you naturally have this way of influencing others, but it needs to come from a place of talking about things that you are naturally gifted and good at. So mm. of course it's like, so 
stupid aligned that you have a podcast. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is where, guys, it's crazy. <laughs> this is where it's like uh, most people operate in alignment in a lot of areas because they want to feel good. So they lead the good, they lead toward, they go towards the good feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yours is, is the gate of 31. If you want to, you know, jump in there a little I'll bit more. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And yeah, I think it's so true that even if you don't look any of this up, simply moving toward and doing more of what feels good is going to be moving you more toward that space of alignment. Like all these things that are like, that are like, oh my God, like that is just like so true. And I do that naturally. It feels good Mm -hmm. to me to influence others. And I've always like, I've always said, I share my voice to encourage others who don't know that they can, because I don't mind. I'm happy Mm -hmm. to be the one standing on the pedestal and yelling and saying what needs to be said. I've Mm -hmm. always been that way. Like in grade school, I would always want to go first for doing presentations. Like I always wanted to be the first one up. And so it's just sort of funny if you look back in your life and you see the things that have felt good or felt natural to you are those things that are in alignment for you. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Oh gosh. Well, I think we could go on all day, so we should probably, (laughs) we should probably cut it off. Um, as we're wrapping up here, I'm curious if you have like, if listeners walk away with nothing else, but this, like one last gem, what might that be? Mm. Gosh, I, I, I think I would still go back to release, like just really anchor in on it's not compartmentalized. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's something that just needs to be echoed. It's like, I'm trying to have more downloads, but it's like, it closed the door and it's like, that's the message. Yeah. Um, because we can just get so caught up on acting a certain way in a specific role and it we're not we're not meant to be workers we're meant to just be humans that contribute goodness and good energy and so just relieving the pressure of you can have success and work by being aligned in the grocery store i don't know how else to put it but just like that i love it i love it i think it's such an important message and i love that we're sharing it twice because that's the kind of thing that I think you hear and you're like, oh, okay, but no, hear this, take this with you go right now after listening to this podcast and like do something that feels aligned or Mm -hmm. look up your chart and figure out what alignment looks like for you. Uh, And shifting gears, tell us a little bit about what you're getting intentional about right now. Yeah. Kind of along the same thought and feeling I'm, I'm getting intentional about feeling peace Hmm. all day, like peace, but like embracing the polarities of life. Like I can be disruptive and shocking and peaceful at the same time. Hmm. I can be anxious and wise at the same time. So bringing in these feel good feelings and standing in my personal power and this is a very non-human design answer, but just working with the polarities of life and getting really comfortable and not letting one or the other truly take over my full identity. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. We can be two, three, 10 things at once. Yeah. And like, that's totally normal and reasonable. Yeah. Important lesson for all of us. And where can listeners connect with you outside of the podcast? 
I would say the easiest is on Instagram. Um, my personal is Kayla underscore O'Connor or the human design is camo.hd. And then anything and everything you can find from there. That's usually the easiest place and where I show up the most. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here. I love this conversation and I'm going to keep talking to you once we hit stop. (laughs) Please do. Please do. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you everyone for being here with us and we'll catch you on another episode of Mindset Reset Radio.